0: Hey, it's Nelson. And this is Monica. Welcome to the Seattle Foodie Podcast, the show where we talk about the Seattle food scene and the people and businesses behind it. We eat all the food and share our insights with you. Thanks for joining
1: us today. Let's get to it.
0: Okay, Monica, week two of quarantine. I have an honest question for you. This week, how many total showers have you taken?
1: I have taken, hold up. Four, four showers, <laughs> <laughs> and most of those were during the work week. And yeah, so four. How about so you're you? You're telling
0: me you haven't you haven't taken a shower since Thursday? Yeah, they're not. <laughs> or, they're not like Friday? continuous.
1: <laughs> you asked how many total showers in the past week, so yes, I've showered since Thursday because I had to wash my hair and go out and grab some goods so now you know now the deal is that you dress up and get all made up just to go get your supplies I mean do you see how good I looked when I went out to go grab my toilet paper this week (laughs) (laughs) it's it's where you get seen and be seen (laughs) so how about you how many showers for you because you're not going to the gym
0: Yeah, but I still have to work. I still work out. I took seven showers, one a day, as everybody should be. You should still practice hygiene. It doesn't mean that the hygiene goes out the door because you're stuck at home. Wow, so judgy. I feel so attacked. (laughs) I'm not attacking you. I'm just questioning why everybody decided I haven't showered in three days. like. Oh my goodness. Three days. This is, that would make me horrified for me personally.
1: (laughs) So the next thing you're going to tell me is like drinking booze at nine o'clock in the morning is not a thing. (laughs) No, no,
0: no. That's allowed. Okay. That's allowed because people have lost track of time and the concept of time and days.
1: I forget what day it is. And to me, it's just (laughs) brunch rules. And at brunch, it's totally okay to have a drink at nine o'clock in the morning. (laughs)
0: <laughs> okay. No, I don't argue with that. But I think everybody should at least shower once a day, or at least maybe six days a week. One day you can go without one day of showering. Yeah, I I know. Guys, <laughs> brush your teeth. <laughs> shower.
1: Okay, Get I'm clean, not brushing my teeth every day. <laughs> okay, that's for real. That's for real. I'm not brushing my teeth. And sometimes I just forget. You know, I get up in the morning and, you know, I do my um, my allergy meds because I had to start taking allergy meds because people think I'm sick. And, you know, so I do that. But like, yeah, sometimes I forget to brush my teeth. Okay, Okay. Uh I just forget.
0: I guess I have like a routine. I go on a daily walk or I go work out, do one of those virtual workouts. And yeah, I sweat. So I I have to shower.
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Are you doing blog a (laughs) lot
0: What's blogilates? I don't know what blog a is. It's like oh. it's like a 30
1: day calendar <laughs> where you have all these it's it's like Pilates, but uh, yeah, you just have all these tasks to do every day.
0: No, I just plug into my either my old insanity workouts that I did maybe four years ago, they're so much harder now when you're a lot older, 20 Shanti. pounds heavier. Yeah, you're Shanti. Shanti?
1: <laughs> Holy crap, <laughs> dude. <can't> do Shanti <laughs> Oh, that's hard.
0: I didn't say I made it through the whole workout of Mm Shanti's. I'm just doing Mm -hmm. Shanti. There's also some other ones. I have a lot of emails like, hey, come join our Zoom meeting and do our virtual workout together. I was like, no, I don't want to see myself with eight other people working out. I'm good. Yeah. Also, what is up with this Dalgona coffee? I have no idea what it is. It seems like for some reason, Dalgona Coffee reached out to all the Instagram influencers and started making it, except for us.
1: (laughs) No. So if you actually, it's in my what am I making this week? When we talk later about what are we eating, Um, I have a story (laughs) about Dalgona coffee, and I'll tell you about it. Do Do you want to know now or later?
0: No, no, no. That's a teaser. Perfect teaser for this show. Welcome to the Seattle Foodie Podcast, everyone. This is episode 81. Monica and I are still at home as everybody else is at home. We got a great show for you. We actually have an interview this week. We may still be at home, but interviews must still go on. And we got actually a really good show. Monica, how are you? I am, of course, we've been at home. I don't even go out to visit you. Haven't seen you. What's been going on? How's your family going?
1: Work's been really busy, so that's good. It's distracting during the week, but uh, like I said, uh, when it's time to go out for supplies, it's time to dress up and get all made up. So <laughs> that's that's about it. You know, if I have to get something, you know, during the week, then I'm doing it late at night, uh, Walking Dead style. You know, I'm packing up like I'm Glenn going to look for supplies. I'm bobbing and weaving. I'm like a delivery driver in New York City. Uh, <laughs> so that's pretty. <laughs> My life now. What
0: about you? I'm a little bit different. When I go out, I feel like Sandra Bullock in the Bird Box. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my god! Oh man!
0: Uh, I'm not saying I'm a little paranoid, but uh, like if I don't have to go out, I'm I'm gonna stay at home. I've been doing a lot of cleaning lately. It's not Mm -hmm. because it's like, oh my gosh, everything has to be clean and surface. It's just the springtime. And I looked in like, oh my gosh, Monica, I cannot believe how much swag and food stuff. I have four bottles of champagne that people gave us from all of our years of going to food events and whatnot. And I finally put it all together and combined everything in like a big box. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm just going to be like Oprah and just handing people alcohol. Or Mm -hmm. if I'm out of food, I'll look in that box and see what kind of food there is.
1: (laughs) Uh, hold up, Nelson! I didn't get any champagne. What are you talking about?
0: You got champagne, Monica, because I'm like, are you sure? Oh,
1: this is yes, <laughs>
0: yes, Monica. Because there's events that handed us champagne, and we have champagne.
1: Okay, I probably drank it then. <laughs> <laughs> you probably already no- did. There's no champagne in my house. <laughs> I was just like, wait, what do you have champagne? So, guys, if you're out there listening and you have a company, just FYI, Monica has no champagne right now. <laughs> <laughs> I have been getting a lot of stuff in the mail. now.
0: (laughs) My living room is like, I don't know, something hit it because it has been a two and a half day ordeal of just cleaning up my living room. I I mean, yeah, I I guess I've been putting off spring cleaning for three years.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Uh, Yeah. Well, between cleaning and naps and I don't know, I feel all slept out.
0: All right, well, let's get on to the show. Monica, we do have a I'm quoting air quotes recap. This week, both you and I did get takeout, and we got it from Soy on Capitol Hill. Now, we both ordered two dishes that were the same because I saw it on your stories, and everything else was different. We had this before, and we both unplanned, each ordered again their peak guy Todd katim, which is their deep-fried jumbo wings and garlic chili paste and fish sauce. You and I also ordered the Victory Monument noodles as well, which were the egg noodles with barbecue pork, spinach, bok choy, and soy sauce. What do these dishes have in common? Well, not only is Soy doing takeout from 12 to 8 p.m., but they're also doing happy hour takeout from 12 to 5.30, and you can get those two dishes at happy hour prices. Hmm. You can order both of these for under $15 total, Monica. The takeout oh, menu gosh. also has a lot of your favorites from Soy as well. From their Cow Soy, I got the Peak Guy Penang, which was the stuffed boneless chicken wings and Penang curry, and it was refreshing, and as well as the refreshing Nam Todd, which is their crispy marinated rice salad with house soured pork holy crap i ordered so much food monica (laughs) (laughs) what did you get
1: well, I, I think I kind of ordered the same food, but it was for three people, not for one. <laughs> so <laughs> that might be the difference. Um, in addition to the dishes you already mentioned, I ordered the pad mu crab and that has fried pork belly, and it's stir-fried with garlic, Chinese kale, soy sauce, and Thai chilies. I like that one because the garlic is sort of just sliced lengthwise, and so you can really enjoy like th- that garlicky f- flavor. And I haven't been eating a lot of veggies, so I ordered the pad prick, which is blistered yard long beans. And that's also stir fried with basil, cumin, garlic, bell pepper, and lemongrass. I love lemongrass. And it's been a couple months since I've been to soy. And so it was a real treat to be able to get some food there.
0: I saw the Nam Todd on Mr. Frankstagram's page, and Mm -hmm. he had like a really nice picture of it. And he said he loved it, who happens to be by the Mr. Frankstagram, friend of the podcast. Uh, (laughs) He he was raving about it. And so I had to order it, had to include in my order. I did a price check on their happy hour menu. The Victory Monument noodles were 7 dollars 5 and then the chicken wings, the jumbo chicken wings, were about $8, Mm -hmm. so $15 total for both those. I mean, I think you and I agree, the Victory Monument noodles were like a regular-sized portion of noodles it wasn't like a happy hour small tiny portion it was Mm -hmm. a regular size bowl of
1: noodles yeah no it was it was a decent portion for sure they all were
0: i know you and i probably would have ordered the cow soy if we had the chance but i really just wanted to try the other items because i've Mm -hmm. never had that soy before Mm -hmm. still good oh the penang curry was so good they stuffed the boneless chicken wing oh amazing amazing i loved it
1: yeah I decided that I'm going to save a bowl of cow soy for when we come out of this because I did think about it because it's so good. What I love about that dish is that they spice it. Well, they're not afraid to use spice, but I decided that would be a treat for when quarantine is over, so... Well, I'm saving yeah. that.
0: And Monica, don't forget, in the weekend, they also do an all-day brunch menu, an all-day breakfast menu, too, as well. Make sure you go online to Soy and check out their menu, because it's different on the weekdays versus the weekends.
1: Yes. I've been there for brunch many times. One time was for my birthday brunch, and what I love about it is that Seattle loves brunch, just uncontrollably. We love brunch here, but it's really a different take on brunch. I mean, not that I don't love Americanized brunch, of pancakes and sausage and waffles and all of that, but so Soy offers a really great brunch. You can even get kanji, and the kanji is pretty darn good there.
0: All right. And Monica, tell us about our next segment.
1: Well, today we're going to do a couple of different things. I mean, we have an interview, which is exciting because we haven't, uh, well, it's one of the last interviews that I did before we went into lockdown. Um, and we'll get to that later. But we're going to talk about places that you can donate money or food for those who are in need. And we're also going to talk about specifically fundraisers for food workers or people who have been displaced during this time. You know, it's we've been thinking about different things with the show, and it seems like uh, this would be a good topic. And of course, we'll talk about what we've been eating this week. And I have to say, I think I ate a lot more than Nelson this week, just looking at the notes. <laughs> So Nelson, did you want to get us started on the places to donate money or food for those who need it?
0: Yeah, let's do it. For me, this is just a really simple reminder. You guys probably already know this. I just want you to all know while we're at home, you can still help those in need. Wherever you reside, your local food bank needs still needs your help, especially a lot of people are visiting now during this time. Go to your local food bank's website and give a donation to them as they are helping those in need at this time. I checked out several food banks online and the instructions are pretty much similar during this time for the majority of them all food banks are practicing proper social distancing and during this period they will have prepackaged grocery bags of perishable and non-perishable items to give out to people if you would like to personally donate most of the food banks will accept food as well as hygiene items like shampoo and lotion as well as gas and metro bus cards so that's a good idea monica Mm -hmm. i'm always thinking oh let's donate food let's donate food but Mm -hmm. don't forget they still need gas cards bus cards Mm -hmm. metro as well as shampoo and two paste hygiene items like that. So mm-hmm. make sure you please go to your local food bank's website and make a donation this week. Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely. And you know the gas and metro cards is is an absolute good idea. I mean, you and I have the privilege of being able to work from home. A lot of folks who are not making quite as much money and need these resources also have no choice but to go to work. They might be working in essential categories and they also might not have a way to get to work with metro cutting bus service a little bit. They might need to drive and so that gas money is really important
0: kudos to metro seattle metro right now for making free fares during this time Mm -hmm, for sure um
1: anything helps
0: uh, right now and then monica you're telling us a little bit more about the seattle food community tell us about that
1: yeah so a big thing that's been happening over the last week uh, that sort of came together is seattle community kitchen collective and that's made up of musang that brown girl cooks Gorilla Pizza Kitchen and feed the people. So by the time that you read this, we dropped this on Monday, by the time you read this, their schedule for the week should be out because it comes out on Sunday night. How this all started is early on Musang actually decided to close their current business operation and to shift to a community kitchen model and their goal was to prepare meals for those in need, but specifically families affected by the interruption in school meals. So for those of y'all who don't have kids, the important thing to know about school closures is that sometimes that meal in school is the most nutritious meal of the day that kids are getting, and so this was to address that issue when schools closed down, and also to help out those in the service industry that have been affected by business closures. Now, other businesses were trying to do similar things, so these groups organized together under the Seattle Community Kitchen Collective. And you can follow any of the businesses that I mentioned, which is, again is Musong, that Brown Girl Cooks, Gorilla Pizza Kitchen, and Feed the People. Follow any of them for an updated calendar each week, and there are plenty of opportunities to donate to each of them, uh, you can donate cash or non-perishable food items.
0: Monica, I'm on the Instagram account for Musong Seattle. And if you would like to donate, you can Venmo or PayPal. PayPal is Seattle at gmail.com. And then the Venmo is at M-E-L-M-I-R which is Melissa Miranda Melmer mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. you can
1: make those donations anytime they'll accept it absolutely and so that's that's just one example of how to donate and Nelson you had another opportunity for folks to support Seattle restaurants at home
0: Yes, if you also want to help support your Seattle restaurants at home, you can go to SeattleRestaurantsUnited.com if you haven't done so yet and sign their petition. Sign their petition to help protect Seattle restaurants and bars and their employees. That petition will go out to Olympia, and we'll reach the representatives that are running our awesome state. And hopefully we can send a message out to them. We need to protect our Seattle restaurants.
1: Yes. And guys, if you think you signed, go ahead and go to the website to double check because I thought I signed when it first came out, but um, I didn't. And so when I, when I signed up, I noticed we were at about 17,000 of the 25,000 goal that they're trying to reach.
0: And then Monica, there are other fundraisers that are going around town as well. Tell us about that.
1: Yeah. So these, these are fundraisers for food workers and it's really hard to believe in just a few weeks that our friends and colleagues are in such a dire straits uh, in such a short time. Living from paycheck to paycheck in a wealthy city like Seattle means that we are all one step away from losing it all. And folks are applying for unemployment, but there's no guarantee that they're going to approve. And and remember, if they're approved for unemployment, if you've never been on unemployment before, they're only going to be getting a fraction of their earnings. And when you're in the service industry, and part of that is is counted in tips, sometimes it's even less than, than that. So uh, I wanted to highlight a couple of uh, ways where you can help workers directly. The first one is Seattle Hospitality Emergency Fund, and they were one of the first ones to, out of the gate to create a fund for workers. Uh, What I like about this one is that they have an application process that you can read about online at GoFundMe. They tell you how they're going to make decisions about where the money goes. And so you can find them by searching Seattle Hospitality Emergency Fund on GoFundMe. There's one that I want to highlight on the east side. It's called the East Side Seattle Financial Help um, is is the title of it. And they're putting 100% of the funds that they collect to those who have lost income due to cancellations and work stops due to the pandemic. So this is going to help Uber drivers, cleaning crews, cooking crews with rent, food, utilities and medical needs. I don't know if you remember, Nelson, but when this all first started, I mean, one of the first ways that people were impacted is Uber drivers. A lot of folks who live and work in Seattle don't own cars or don't drive cars very much. So Uber drivers were impacted and not, and just, you know, so y'all know not not all of them are signed up to do like Uber Eats and stuff. So sometimes, you know, drivers are just drivers. They drive people around. They have an application process on this one and they partnered with API Chaya and others to serve as accountability and oversight partners. So I like that as well. And you can find them by searching COVID-19 Eastside Financial Help on GoFundMe.
0: That's really helpful, Monica, because reading up on some articles and people that are trying to apply for Uber Eats and apply for other delivery services, Mm -hmm. it's taking too long because Mm -hmm. a lot of the offices have shut down because of Mm -hmm. the COVID-19. I'm glad you were able to shine a light on this and... Tell us about
1: that. Yeah, for sure. And for for those of us who might not know how different industries work, I mean, I think the thing about Uber and other businesses like Uber is people might not know, like these are independent contractors, so they're not actually employees. So like how you get to have unemployment benefits is that you have to work qualifying quarterly hours in order to bank like unemployment funds for yourself. So a lot of these people who are applying actually probably even aren't going to get anything um, because of the way independent contractors work work it's it's a legal thing but it's a thing that again will interfere with their ability to get any funds at all so that's one yep. of the reasons that i thought it was really important this next one is a close near and dear to my heart it's uh northwest marketplaces so this company puts on markets in fremont south lake union magnuson redmond and more and already since the governor governor Inslee closed outdoor markets i think they've missed two big events plus their weekly markets and it takes a small paid staff to put on these events that promote small businesses, micro businesses, and makers. And 100% of these funds go directly to keeping the staff employed and working. So find them by searching support the market event on GoFundMe.
0: Awesome. Monica, I just want to say thank you for doing all the legwork on all these different places and different companies that we can help out. That's just a lot of work and a beautiful list.
1: Thanks, Nelson. I'm going to be looking for more because I think that, you know, again, like I, I think you and I are lucky, like we get to work at home. It's a privilege to do so, but also like we're still getting a full paycheck. And, And so a lot of folks have been displaced and it's easy to think about like the restaurant industry. But if we think about every place that this is trickling down to so many more people are impacted. And, you know, since we're home quarantined and we're not doing a lot, I mean, it's the least, that we can do to shine a light on a lot of these um, industries.
0: Yes, absolutely. I totally agree. 100%. Thank you for doing that.
1: Yeah. So Nelson, what, what are we eating this week? I'm ready. I'm ready.
0: <laughs> all right, let's make a turn and do a 180 and do something different. Let's recap on what we've been eating. One thing I learned from all of this, Monica, do not hoard food, people. <laughs> I didn't do much takeout this week because I overbought bought groceries the last time I went out shopping and I'm still trying to eat all the food I bought. However, <laughs> I'm still... I'm still seeing people fill up their cards as if they're buying for a month's worth or two months' worth. Don't do that, guys. <laughs> Things expire i I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, man.
0: Look, this week, my steps have gone lower than any anything I've seen in months. I mean, I've, I've been able to get 10,000, even 5,000 is just a struggle in terms of steps. So totally. to neutralize that, I guess, I've been eating a lot of salads and vegetables. I've been finding a lot of things in my fridge. I've added into what I'm cooking. I don't normally add into things like mushrooms into my salad or I do a lot of steamed vegetables too. And, uh, Oh, while I was at soy, I did pick up a pint of Frankie and Joe's because I do need ice cream, Monica. Everybody needs ice cream. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i got the seasonal flavor the banana chip somebody recommended it on instagram so i was Ooh. like oh well since i'm less than half a block away i might as well go i'm not going to lie i should have bought multiple pints because i killed that pint in one sitting <laughs> <It> was <laughs> you guys got to get the banana chip before the month ends if you can go out and get a pint
1: Okay, I I totally agree with you about the steps, Nelson. I'm used to doing 10,000 steps a day at least, and I'm down to like 4,000. So I can't even do 5,000. So I hear you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's hard. It's hard. I was even cleaning the house, doing other extra activity, and I still can barely get to five thousand. <laughs> we
1: got to start running in place at our desk. Or have you seen? Oh, no. Have you seen these weird like pedal? Like it's like a you pedal these things when you're like standing at a desk. It's it's kind of weird. They're, I noticed they have all these new products coming out for people who are working at home. I have
0: seen that, and then you've seen the homemade treadmill, right? Where people put oil on the on their, in their kitchen floor, and then they start walking. They start walking on it. <laughs> they're holding on to the, <laughs> the edge of the table, and they're walking as if it's a treadmill. Oh, you should see it. I'll send it to you after the show.
1: You need to send it to me. That sounds so ridiculous, <laughs> so ridiculously dangerous. <laughs> okay, so unlike you, Nelson, I've been eating that all the time. <laughs> Um, So my goal, just so you guys know, is to try to support at least one food business a day, whether it's delivery, pickup, or gift card. And so sometimes that's hard because my my work, again, like there's no separation between work and home anymore, and I need to figure out better boundaries. But okay, so what I ate this week. So I've had ube ice cream from Pink's and a brown sugar boba ice cream sandwich and guava salted caramel fruity pebbles macarons from Macadons. So my... (laughs) That, and that's not even all like my freezer is full of macadon stuff and my fridge is too um, shout out to michael over there for keeping my sweet treats going i think he needs a little bit more work on the brown sugar boba ice cream sandwich but it's it's pretty good it's pretty good okay so that's that uh hold what on, else hold did on. i get hold
0: on monica yeah. macadon's location is where the headquarters are located in in uh, White Center, is that what it is? No, this sounds like a
1: trap, but it's in Tukwila.
0: <laughs> okay, it's in Tukwila. Yeah, yeah. If you guys haven't seen the stories, Monica dropped off a care package <laughs> in Tukwila. And it wasn't for me. It was for Macadons. So you can't go all the way out to Issaquah to drop me off a care package of noodles <laughs> You gave him some alcohol bottles as well as some other things, and you went all the way to Tequila, but you have never gone to Issaquah to drop me off anything.
1: I've been to Issaquah like twice in my life. <laughs> <laughs> But, but I dropped him off a care package, but he but, gave but Monica, ice cream in return.
0: <laughs> Monica, I could have given you ice cream from my freezer in return as well. Oh, that's and right. You Issaquah, do have ice
1: cream I want. We talked about it. You have you have stuff in your freezer that I, I want. <laughs> you do. My point is, Issaquah
0: is closer from where you live than it is to Tukwila.
1: Are you sure? I'm
0: pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. <laughs>
1: That's that's what you came out of with this is story, is that Monica doesn't want to come to Issaquah
0: <laughs> Well, I'm watching the stories, and I was like, he got so much stuff. I've never gotten anything from Monica like a care package like this.
1: Like what what the heck? But he cooks for me. <laughs> <laughs> that's not even yeah. a quarter of the stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh my goodness well
0: kudos to macadons kudos to macadons that's awesome
1: (laughs) now now i'm afraid anything that i say nelson's gonna be like hey how come you didn't bring me any
0: (laughs) someday the other partner of the seattle foodie podcast would like to try some boba ice cream macadons as well
1: (laughs) they're still in (laughs) development (laughs) (laughs) by the time you try them nelson they'll, they'll be perfected by the time you try them okay so what else um, okay, so I <laughs> I enjoyed a three-pack cookie dough delivery from Sugar and Spoon with two of their Girl Scout cookie flavors. So guys, if you want Sugar and Spoon, it's usually free next day delivery, and those Girl Scout cookie flavors are running out, so check it out. But I also got chocolate chip because that's that's a household favorite. So I love their cookie dough. I've been drinking True Cup Coffee, so that's a local company. company. Um, turns out they're actually close to my, my actual office downtown. They deliver on Amazon or through their website. Sorry, it's got uh, low acid. And if you have a curry, the important thing about this is that their pods are biodegradable. Like my mind was blown with that alone. I ordered food from my current Thai crush, CCK Thai in my neighborhood. And I got two curries, Red and Panang, and their famous Pad Thai. And it came with the banana blossom and everything with fried tofu, green beans, jasmine rice, and roti. It was a big feast. And so you can get CCK to go or through a delivery app. And guys, until the 31st, which is two days from now, one day from now, by the time you're hearing this, the curry is buy one, get one. So Nelson, I know you love their curries too.
0: I do love their curries. I just wish it was closer.
1: I just wish it was closer. You can get CCK to go or through a delivery app. And also... One of our favorites, Nelson, Agua Verde Cafe. They're offering a limited menu from their window or delivery by apps. And I stopped by to grab some tacos and we got carnitas and cod and a quesadilla for my kiddo. And I cannot wait till I can get more of my faves off their full menu because you and I have a lot of faves. I don't think, have you ever tried their tamales?
0: No, I have not had their tamales. I didn't even know they had tamales.
1: Right? And so they, it's not on this current limited menu, but um, the last time I went there with our friend of the podcast, Annie Eats Food, my girl. Annie, Uh, we had the tamales and I have to tell you, they were so good. It was so good. Like the vegetarian one, you know me, I love my meat. I hate my vegetables, but it was amazing. And so I cannot wait till I can have those again. Okay. So that's all the like commercial stuff I've been doing. (laughs) Like, like you, I've been preparing stuff at home. So mostly breakfast, pretty classic stuff. Bagel, sausage, egg, pancakes, that kind of stuff. Simple lunches. But now we're going to get to your question, Nelson, about Dalgona coffee. You ready? Yes. Tell us
0: about this one. This is what we've been teasing 30 minutes ago. Yes. All
1: right, right, y'all. So what y'all might not know is that I have a TikTok. (laughs) I don't really tell anybody about it because I'm kind of embarrassed about it. But yes, so I have a TikTok and I got sucked into the TikTok universe last week. Nelson, you were talking about Instagram. It was like Dalgona Coffee went to everybody and did all this stuff. It actually came from TikTok. And so that's where Ah. it sort of overlapped with Instagram. Dalgona Coffee, it's a cold latte with smooth, sweet coffee foam on the top. And it's inspired by South Korean Dalgona candy. And so it's like a toffee sponge that resembles the coffee dollop that you would get on making the drink. So, Nelson, the dollop is the key. Some people have been showing a coffee liquid. If they're showing coffee liquid, sad pandas, they're not doing it right. So are you going to make it? No, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> but, but, <laughs> oh, but... Okay, I love that. Um, but <laughs> The reason... <laughs> Holy crap, Nelson. The
0: reason I'm not going to make it is I was watching the process and it takes a long time to whisk that coffee into a whip. I was watching people. I was like, wow, this is a lot of effort because you have to, first of all, it starts with a grind and then people was like, I can't stir it. So I'm going to have to use my KitchenAid or a mixer or someone else used some other mixer to like whip it up. Felt like it took a long time. Yeah. that, (laughs) That just seems like a lot of effort to make coffee. I- I'm sorry, Monica. I, I, I can't sign up for this. I cannot endorse this. I will not be doing it. I will not be participating. But if someone wants to drop it off to me, if someone wants to drop it off to me and leave it in front of my door, <laughs> practice social distancing, everybody. Leave it in front of my door. It doesn't even have to be. You can ding dong ditch it and just. And don't it. You don't even have to tell me. <laughs> Who it is, I'd be happy to drink it. If you're in Issaquah, feel free to drop off a Dalgona coffee for me, but I am not going to make it. I'm sorry.
1: So, you know, when I was, did you see when I posted mine? No,
0: I didn't see it. That's why I was like, I didn't know you made a coffee.
1: Oh, so- I was actually, you know, with the with the stories and everything. I think when I posted it, I would only seen one other person do it on Instagram. I mean, like I said, it was from TikTok, and so that's kind of where it came up. So no, I posted it early on, which is probably why you didn't see it. It actually doesn't take that long. It takes that long if you whip it by hand. Which if you're whipping anything by hand, like if you have to whip whipped cream by hand, you know, out of heavy cream, it's gonna take a long time. And so I use my hand mixer. I'm just like, I'm not trying to be a hero around here. Like I don't need no carpal tunnel from like whipping coffee by hand (laughs) so it actually doesn't take that long but no i I hear what you're saying nelson it it sounds like a lot of effort but you know In those early days, I was kind of bored. And so like last week, I was just like, okay, well, I got all the stuff. I'll just make it. But yeah, I like it. It tastes good. If you do it right.
0: Maybe when the coffee shop's open again and we can sit down, I can order a Dalgona coffee and we can enjoy it together, Monica. Okay.
1: (laughs) That sounds like a plan. Or when we can go out again, what I'll do is I'll make like a lemonade stand, but it'll be a Dalgona coffee stand (laughs) and I'll be selling it and it'll be like $1.50 each and people from the neighborhood can come buy it. I don't have a TikTok account, but you know what I did last night? What'd you do?
0: I was on YouTube. I think I spent maybe three, almost close to three hours watching TikTok dance videos everybody just people learning the certain dance videos it's they're only like 15 seconds long but Mm -hmm. I don't don't know I was watching like compilations of the same song over and over again it's not even the same song it's not even the same whole song it's like 15 seconds of a thing and they're just doing the choreography Mm -hmm. and I it's very you know what after 10 minutes I still can't learn the choreography but I'm like (laughs) um
1: yeah TikTok is ruining my life I spend way too much time watching dances on there and it's just hips everywhere (laughs) That's what I hear. It's Right now, everybody's at home. It's either
0: Animal Crossing or TikTok. That's, yeah. Yep. And I don't have either. I don't have either.
1: <laughs> I'm not doing Animal Crossing. <laughs> <laughs> so in case that was a burning question on anybody's mind, Monica's not doing Animal Crossing. <laughs> Neither
0: is Nelson. Neither is Neither, Nelson. I just, spoke, I just spoke in third person. Neither am I.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's time for an interview. Yes. Tell us about
0: the interview today.
1: You have been wanting to have this person on the show for a
0: while now. Tell us about her.
1: All right, guys. Our interview today is with Sonia Chang. So Sonia Chang is also known as At Seattle Bites She's an OG Seattle foodie With a long list of accomplishments She's been the former community manager Of Best Food Seattle In 2017 she was a Zagat Foodie Award winner She is currently a Bite of Seattle judge And so much more Excuse me while I fangirl guys Here's our interview with Sonia (laughs) All right, hey guys, we're here today with Sonia Chang, also known as Seattle Bites, in the Seattle food Instagram scene. She's one of the OG Seattle foodies and has led the way for many of us in the food community. Welcome to the show, Sonia.
2: Hi, thank you so much for having me, Monica. I'm super excited to be on your show.
1: (laughs) So excited. You know, I was just telling you, and I'll say it on the air, you have been on our list since the very beginning, that when we're thinking about people in the food scene that we wanted to interview, we did a brainstorm at the very beginning, a year and a half ago, you're on that list, and so really excited to have you here. And definitely, the thing, the work that you've done has uh, led the way for us, for sure. So thank you.
2: Oh, thank you. I'm like super flattered (laughs) and just really excited that we are able to connect. And Mm -hmm. thank you so much. That was so kind of you to say.
1: So, why did you start Seattle Bites?
2: I had just moved to Seattle from New York, and living in New York for 10 years, I really got immersed in the food scene there, I really expanding all the different restaurants and cuisines and cultures. And so when we came to Seattle, I had a little break in work, and I thought it would be really fun to just explore Seattle, the food scene, and then you know, create an Instagram to kind of track the places that I went, but it kind of snowballed and I kept at it because I started making friends. So like, instead of, I don't know, online dating communities, it was like my online friend community. And I actually ended up connecting with like ex-New Yorkers and we would have sidebar conversations about pizza and bagels and, you know, things that we missed or things that we love about Seattle. And so, it just ended up turning into this whole community of people that had a lot of the same passions around food. I just I kept with it because of that. But yeah, initially it was kind of just to track where I was going and what I was eating.
1: Mm-hmm. I really love that because I think for a lot of us that's why we got started, like a similar vein about community or wanting to make connections and so like I'm pretty vocal. Like, I don't believe in Seattle Freeze. I think that there's a lot of people out there um, just waiting to be, you know, make connections with. So really appreciate that. As one of the OGs, one of the top fives, (laughs) I like to call it. How is Instagram different today than it was back then? I mean, I'm not going to say it was easier, but it's definitely different.
2: Yeah, I mean, well, I will say it. It's a lot more difficult now. I think it's just different. I think, you know, when we first started from my conversations, you know, there wasn't very many like comps meals and stuff. So we were spending like so much money going out to eat every day. So I would say, you know, it definitely wasn't utilized as such a big marketing platform back when I first started. It really was more about sharing um, our favorite places. I would say now that some people use it as a side hustle, that's been kind of cool because it is very, very expensive. So it's nice to get a little, help and then also to be able to enjoy new restaurants in Seattle. But I think, you know, it's kind of cool too because it's diversified a lot more. There was just a very small handful of people doing it now it's huge you could be in your 50s you could be 16 you could you know be in college you could be you know a scientist or a teacher like it, it's interesting to see that like a lot of people that are doing food instagram posts or whatever just becoming more diversified and it's it's really interesting and there's so many great opinions out there you know, and, and people who want to share things that are important to them about their food community. Mm-hmm. So so I would say, yeah, just the diversity and the growth has been pretty interesting and, and how it's changed a lot.
1: That very statement is one of the things that I love about you is that you focus on the positive about the changes, whereas a lot of folks would, you know, focus on the negative. And so really appreciate that. You're right. It is different and it is diverse and it's very robust and at the same time still very small in Seattle.
2: Yeah, I mean... <laughs> I think the cool part is, and I'm sorry to say this, but what is neat about Seattle though, is while it's small and tight knit, we don't necessarily have that tribe mentality. Like just because one person is at a restaurant or two or three people, you're not gonna see the entire group of people as you might see in a food scene in California or New York Mm -hmm. or something like that. And so I think that part too is still really cool because you have people here, and I'm not putting anyone down, but a lot of Seattleites care about what's in their food, Mm where it's coming from. It's not all about like the Instagrammable over the top Sundays. It's more about, mm-hmm. I really care about this restaurant because of how well handcrafted their meals are. And mm-hmm. so I don't know, I think that's like a cool part about it as well.
1: Yeah, I think just in general, there's a trend towards being more purpose driven. Yes. Right. Absolutely. And so understanding exactly where your food comes from, what are the political values behind it? What does it mean to be a human in this world? Mm-hmm. It's it sort of broad just nationwide but Seattle is such an epicenter of it right and so that's what I always tell restaurants is when they tell me stories I'm just like why aren't you telling that story
2: for sure you know
1: why aren't you telling the story about the charities that you work with every single month Mm -hmm. like that matters to people that you're visioning yourself as a member of the community and rooting yourself and that you actually care that you're not some nationwide company that's out there just, like, renting space or land or whatever to do that. That means something to people, that you care about the people who work for you, who live in the community that you're there. And yeah. I don't know. I just wish restaurants and businesses would get better about telling the things that they do. And I get it. Like, being Asian, like, I'm not always good at saying the things that I do. Totally. But it's just one of those things. Like, people just appreciate a good story. Right? Yeah,
2: absolutely. Yeah. That is so important about businesses sharing that their personal stories so that people feel good about yeah. you know going in there and having a meal or making a purchase so I'm totally with you.
1: All right, so since you started, things have changed a little bit for you. <laughs> you have a little one running around? How has that changed your connection to the Seattle Food Community generally?
2: Yeah, so I mean, I would definitely say it's been a little bit more challenging making some of those deeper connections because obviously like my son is first. It's also somewhat limited some of the places that we've gone to because in the past, you know, we were welcome to go anywhere. Now with a two and a half year old, there is a little bit of, you know, restrictions. We went to an awesome restaurant yesterday that didn't have a high chairs or booster seats. So my son was a little nutso climbing all over <laughs> the, the chairs there and stuff like that. So I would say like it has its limitations, but the other part, which is really awesome is Again, for some of the restaurants that do accommodate things for children, Palace Kitchen and stuff, he was eating like grilled cod and, yeah. and you know, roasted Brussels sprouts. And so it's kind of fun that I get to expose him to all mm-hmm. of these different foods and and still make him a part of this, you know, passion of mine. In that regards, it's you know, still very much like something I'm very passionate about and want to expose to him as well.
1: For sure. For myself, I know that when I first really started doing food Instagramming, because my Instagram used to be a personal one just sort of transitioned into a food one, and now I'm transitioning out of just being food. But Mm -hmm. I just, you were always one of the people that I looked up to for your photography and your branding and your messaging, the things that you were recognized for, like being the Best Food Seattle Community Leader, also winning the Zagat Award. I mean, those are all like really big things, and you were like a real person. So I remember I was coming in at a time where you started transitioning out, So I was just like, when am I going to get to meet her? You know, what's it like to meet her? Because you're kind of a celebrity, right? And so I get it. Like, And and I know that's weird, but people say that to me, too. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm delivering boba popsicles, and people are just like, it's like meeting a celebrity. I'm just like, no, it's really not. I'm just like, here are your popsicles. Enjoy. Um, You know? you know you were someone to look up to and still are and again like your positive messaging is something that i think uh, really speaks to me and so thank you so even though you're not perceiving that you're in the community you you kind of are because of us because you know we we sort of followed you around (laughs) and sort of have tried to emulate i mean not copy you but like your values i think is really good so so there's lasting effect there as well I feel like I'm fangirling right now, so, like, maybe we should get back on track.
2: (laughs) I appreciate it. No, this means so much to me because, like, I think that's something that I always wanted to do like it's easy to discuss things that are unappetizing or whatever but at the end of the day there's so many people who are working towards a vision or a passion that it's like I've always tried to spread the positive things that I like about places just to continue to promote and help those businesses grow. I really appreciate that the way that I and like it is kind of coming through and the way that I speak or you know, the way that I yeah. present my posts and stuff. So I really appreciate that feedback. Thank yeah. you so much.
1: Thank you. Okay, so food. Let's talk about some of your favorite places to eat in Seattle right now. Because you know, that moves. I mean, we're always eating new food. I always see you sometimes I see you try out spots, and I'm just like, yeah, I've been wanting to go there. Like, how was it? So what are some of your favorite places to eat in Seattle today? And let's go like three to five.
2: Okay, 3 to 5. Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah, I know. So I will say GH Pasta because yeah. it's in my building. So we literally eat there every Saturday. They know my voice, and they already ask me what I want
1: when
2: mm-hmm. I call.
1: Sad. So.
2: <laughs> <laughs> So that's pretty funny. Um, I really like kanji's in the Yua Jamaya mm-hmm. food court. So they expanded their menu. We order takeout from them all the time. Their chicken rice and their congee are both really good. Where else? Oh my gosh. So once we finally went to Chun Chun, the, <laughs> yeah. the, you know, and yeah. August, my son who's two and a half, like loves their cheese corn yeah. dogs. So we've been a regular fan of there lately. Who doesn't
1: love cheese pull? I know, right? like, it's like cheese on a stick, and Frenchy that pull goes cheeses. for like four feet. <laughs>
2: trying to think where else, where I mentioned earlier, so we haven't been as frequently, but Palace Kitchen, Mm -hmm. they were like golden when we went there and they saw that we were coming in with a kid. The server literally said, you can customize whatever you want. Tell us what you want on your, you know, plate for your son and we will all make it happen. And that was probably one of the kindest things anyone has said at like a, higher end dining place. So that has been really good. And then we've been going to Tutabella above Whole Foods in South mm-hmm. Lake Union because they have an awesome happy hour and really good gnocchi and pizza. So I'd say like kind of in our little yeah. neighborhood, but those are some of the spots that we've been oh, hitting Oh, that's
1: up. a good one. Uh, view's not bad either. Yeah, it's gorgeous. Yeah. 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 I love Tutabella. Actually, Tutabella is my son's favorite place. Oh, that's yeah. so
2: cool. Yeah, cool. they're awesome. And their gelato's good. Like everything is pretty solid there. So Yeah,
1: they use gelati amo.
2: Oh, interesting. I did not
1: Uh, All right, so where can people find you on social media platforms?
2: Primarily Instagram. I sometimes peruse Facebook. If you guys are in the Seattle Foodies group on Facebook, I'm usually there just as myself (laughs) commenting. It's a really valuable group in the area. And I'm not really on Twitter as much. I try Mm -hmm. doing it, but I'm just having a hard time keeping up. So, yeah. Yeah,
1: things move really fast with 140 characters. (laughs) For sure. Well, thanks so much for joining us today, Sonia.
2: Thank you for having me. This was so fun. I really appreciate it.
1: And that's our interview with Sonia Chang, also known as At Seattle Bites. Nelson, you can hear from the interview. I was like so excited to interview her, and you're right. She's been on our list for quite a while. So exciting. So glad she had time to spend with me that day.
0: Oh, yeah. You're a huge fan. I was listening to the interview, <laughs> it felt like... Oh, I don't know. It, it, it reminded me of those old Saturday Night Live skits. And Chris Farley was interviewing the celebrities. <laughs> Do you remember those sketches? <laughs> it was just, he just it was so nervous. It's like, I, I, when you did that jump in Terminator 2, did it hurt?
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> okay, no. well, so you can fangirl, but I can't. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no 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 but we love Sonia Sonia's awesome she's been really awesome to the food community she's a great influencer you guys got to follow her
1: mm-hmm. for sure
0: all right Monica well looks like we're gonna be at home for a little bit longer than <laughs> two weeks that he man that Governor Inslee mandated mm-hmm. this thing is going through April I'm sorry people that have birthdays in April and I have a birthday in May so this may affect me as well mm-hmm. but then again I don't really do much big celebrations, so no big deal. Yeah, I mean, this could go for a while, but we're in this together. We got this Seattle. Monica, lasting words? Yeah,
1: you know, last words. uh, We were supposed to celebrate my brother's birthday this weekend, and it got canceled, just like all of the rest of our hopes and dreams. (laughs) Oh, wow, that was dire. Oh man! Okay, I gotta do an I. I gotta do an IG happy hour after this. <laughs> well, uh, you know, this is our new life right now for the
0: next month, so mm-hmm. we will just have to embrace it. It's it's yep. okay. It's good. You know, now I have to just do more virtual workouts. Oh, I, that's the worst part. I I told I said this last week. I still miss the gym. That's the one thing. It's it's the thing that brings me sanity. So
1: <laughs> yeah, sadly, I don't yeah. miss the gym. <laughs> i never went (laughs) all right nelson i guess we'll talk again next week
0: yes yeah in the meantime stay safe wash your hands be healthy and of course happy eating seattle thank you so much for listening don't forget to subscribe for future episodes and leave us a five-star rating and review on whichever platform you're listening on
1: In the meantime, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Seattle Foodie Podcast and on Twitter at Seattle Food Pod. You can also email us at Seattle Foodie Podcast at gmail.com. Thanks again, and we hope you enjoy the Seattle Foodie Podcast.